Okay, I, I want you to imagine that you've been asked to pick up Aunt Ethel, who's visiting a friend over in Albany. As you drive there, I'm wondering, are you likely or more likely to be careful about the vehicle that you're in, if it's your vehicle or if it's your uncle's vehicle? Here's another scenario. Suppose, suppose you're having a nice dinner party. Uh, your wife or you have prepared this beautiful roast. Are you more, more likely to be careful with that platter that the roast rests upon if it's your platter? or if it's your uh, sister-in-law's platter. I, you know, uh, we're gonna be talking about a principle today that's not new to us. You'll have heard about this before, but my hope is that as we go through our time, uh, you'll come at it with a little bit different perspective. One that I pray will allow you to take what we hear today um, and perhaps apply it to your life in a fresh way, a new way that hasn't been done before. We are, of course, continuing on in our series today, Living the Dream, in which we have been talking about what it means to, to fulfill our desires as well as God's desires for us in terms of being a true, faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. As we've gone through that process, we've looked at a number of qualities that sort of guide us down that road. And so we've looked, for example, at that idea of faithfulness. We've talked about perseverance, of, of the fact that the Holy Spirit is always there with us, so we don't face this adventure of, of being a follower of Jesus alone. We've talked about the importance of coping with anger when those things arise in our life. We talked about moral integrity, both sexual integrity as well as, as just general moral moral integrity. And then last week we talked about prayer and just as sort of a, a reminder of those things. We, we talked, for example, uh, about the importance of, uh, of having a relationship with God. And like any relationship, that means there needs to be conversation. There needs to be communication. That's what prayer is, simply having a, a chance to talk with God, to share with Him those things that are on our heart, whether there's joys or whether those be challenges. We talked about that saying, which we've referenced uh, many times over the years here at Calvary. Uh, much prayer, much blessing. Little prayer, little blessing. No prayer, no blessing. And looked at some passages that remind us that, that while that saying isn't in the Bible, uh, the truth of those sayings certainly is. And then we wrapped up uh, last week by, by being reminded that while we're called to be a people of, of individual prayer, we're supposed to have that prayer closet where we spend time uh, with God, that there's also an important corporate dimension of prayer. In fact, we looked at the fact that, that the church really was birthed out of corporate prayer, and I believe uh, that was that sense of corporate prayer that was so integral uh, to the, the life and the really explosion of that early church in the first century. Well, this morning we're going to move to another one of those qualities or characteristics that's so important for us to live the dream. And that, that characteristic, that quality is stewardship, uh, specifically stewardship as we think about time, uh, talent, and treasures. You know, stewardship is, uh, like these other things that we've been looking at, a, a key component of living the life of a disciple that God calls us to. And it's a reminder to us that as we think about these different areas, that they're gifts to us from God. And really, here is, is the difference that I'm hoping maybe you'll, you'll give to our time together this day. Often when we think about stewardship, we think about being wise and prudent in those things that are ours. It's my time, it's my talent, it's my treasure. And yet the truth is that all of these things 
come from God. Uh, so, for example, we read in the book of James these words, Every good and perfect gift is from above, uh, coming down from the Father. That means the time that we have, the, the, the talents, uh, whether those be spiritual gifts or, or whether it be natural talents, the, the treasures we've uh, been able to accumulate, those really all have their origin in God. And so what we discover is that it's really not us managing those things that belong to us. It really is us becoming stewards of what's been entrusted to us. Or as it shows on the screen, a steward is, is one entrusted with something for the benefit of another. Uh, trusted with the, something that is to the benefit of another. And so think about it. We have some of those people that are in our lives. If you, if you have a financial advisor, they really are a steward of your monies to try to provide a, a good nest egg for retirement for you. As parents, we really in, in many ways are stewards of our children, trying to, to make sure that they're raised in the proper manner. For those of you that are, are pet owners, you are, are stewards of, of the lives of your dog or of your, of your cat. We see those roles in other ways. Well, it's true also for us as Christ followers. God's called us to be stewards of those things that he has entrusted us with. And not only has he called us to be stewards, but he's called us to be good stewards. In the book of 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the second verse, we read this. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust, have been empowered or, or given the stewardship, those who have been given a trust must Prove faithful. And that's a part of our quest. That's part of our job. That's a part of our responsibility as, as disciples is to make sure that we take these things that God has entrusted into our care and, and use them in a, in a faithful, obedient manner. And so what are these things? Well, we've already mentioned them. Uh, things like time and like talent and like treasure. We think about that idea of, of time and we're reminded that, that every day, every day, is a gift from God. As uh, we're reminded in uh, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 with these words, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Again, every day is, is a gift that God has given to us. I did a little research in preparation for uh, this weekend, and I discovered that in general, and this is pre-COVID figures, in general, 150,000 people a day die. If you look throughout the world, 150,000 people. That's a lot of people. If you think just about our, our own nation, the figure is 7,564 people die every single day. That means if you wake up tomorrow morning, um, uh, you're in a different position than 7,000, uh, what was it, 564 other individuals. Now, as Christians, we know that death isn't a bad thing. Uh, we know that that allows us that opportunity to enter into God's presence. But it is a reminder to us that every day, every moment is a gift that God has given to us. And again, it's a gift that he's called us in which to make the most of every opportunity. In fact, if you look at this phrase up in, in the Greek, what you discover is that it's actually an accounting, an accounting phrase, which simply means uh, to, to maximize the investment, to make uh, the most that you can of, uh, of that investment that's been given. Um, and so in the same way, God calls us to maximize these lives that he's given us. Now, he gives us a choice. 
Uh, even as, as Christ followers, we can be Christian couch potatoes, uh, where we just sort of watch existence pass us by, or uh, we can follow the admonitions of Paul here in Ephesians and uh, of Christ and others in Scripture and truly try to um, uh, make the most of every opportunity uh, to maximize that for the glory of God. And we do that, as the Scripture tells us, because the days are evil, which simply means uh, that the, the days aren't going to promote that in our lives. It's going to try to encourage us uh, just to coast. Uh, the evil one doesn't want us seeing good, doing good things for God. And so we need to be deliberate about those efforts of, of really living out that life that God has called us to. We think about the area of talents in our life. Talents could be spiritual gifts. It could be those natural abilities and qualities that, uh, that we were born with. But again, uh, we're to use those in, in ways that, that, that further God's kingdom and bring glory to Him. In 1 Peter 4, we read, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as what? Faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. It says it pretty clearly here, if we want to be that faithful steward, if we want to be that one that God has, has called us to, then we, uh, we need to use those gifts for God's kingdom. Uh, one of the ways that we do that is by, by serving others. And finally, we think about that issue of treasure, the, uh, the, the funds, the monies that we have uh, been allowed to accumulate uh, throughout our lifetime, or maybe um, that you have been gifted with. And yet, as, as we think about it, and we've already touched on this, everything that we have, even if it's the result of, of, of work and effort that we've put in, comes as a result of what God initially uh, placed within us. If we have the, the physical capacity to work hard, if we have the, the mental intellect to invest wisely or, or to do those things that allows us to, uh, to build up that nest egg, God is the one that gave us those abilities at the outset. And so we look again at 1 Corinthians, this time at the fourth chapter, and it says this, What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you, not, or why do you boast as though you did not? Why do we take credit for, uh, for things that, that actually have their origins with God? And so we see very clearly throughout Scripture in these passages and others that, uh, that we're called to be good stewards of what has been entrusted to us, not of what's ours, but of what God has allowed us uh, to take control of for a season. And as we do that, we see that God uh, then responds. If we're good stewards, we see that God provides blessings for that. As a rule, if we're not good stewards, uh, then there's an outcome from that as well. And generally, you could just say it this way, that God blesses those who are good stewards. Now again, we're reminded that God is the one who is sovereign in all of us. He gets to decide uh, the time that we have here on this earth, uh, the amount of talent that's, that's there, uh, the, the capacity that we have to, uh, to build up our, our bank accounts and so forth. But what we do with those initial gifts uh, largely depends on us. God entrusts us uh, with that uh, ability. And at least in my mind, one of the, the best illustrations of this is something we've talked about quite a bit in, in the last few months, and that's the parable of the talents or, or the story of that master and the servants with the, the, the bags of, of money. Uh, just as a quick recap, and it's taken here from Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, you have this master, he's getting ready to go on a trip. He has these three servants that he decides to entrust some of his wealth with. 
Or to one of those servants, he gets a, a larger portion, five talents. It's talked about in scripture. Think of it this way, five bags of money. To another, he gives two bags of money. To one, he gives one bag of money. And then he tells them he wants them to use it and, and invest it in a way that's going to enhance the master's wealth. Master goes off, comes back, and the one with five bags has turned it into ten bags. He's doubled the amount. The one with two bags has turned it into four bags. Again, he's doubled that amount. But the one with one bag, well, he buried his bag because he, he didn't want to risk investing poorly. Uh, to which uh, we see that the, the master's not real happy about that. He's thrilled with what the, the one with the five and the two bags did. But the one with the one bag... He says, you lazy servant. At the very least, you could have invested it with the banker and I would have gotten some interest. You did the kind of the worst thing that you could possibly do with that. Well, we don't want to be the ones that's known for doing the worst thing with the talents and the time and the treasure that God's given us. He determines the amount initially, but he empowers us. He allows us to determine how we're going to use those things. And so what we, what we find is that we, we want to make sure that we use it in a manner that glorifies Him. And again, if we do that, if we're faithful, then God will bless. If we don't do that, then, then the blessings are not a promise for us. In verse of uh, Galatians 6.9, Galatians 6.9, we, we read this passage. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, and God gets to determine that, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So if we'll persevere, if we'll hang in there, if we'll continue to be faithful in these areas of time, talent, and treasure, God will bring that harvest to our lives in ways that He determines may not be till heaven, but there will be a harvest that goes along with that. And how do we go about making that happen? How do we go about ensuring that those blessings of God will be ours? Well, let me mention just a couple of things this day. Uh, one of them is to make sure, I think, that as we think about um, that which we have had entrusted to us, that we give thanks for that. You see, there's always two ways that we can look at life. We can focus on what we have, or we can focus on what we don't have. And again, we get to, to choose how we respond to that. We can focus on the blessings that God's given us, or we can focus on those things that maybe are not a part of our lives as I, I think of this, I find myself uh, at this particular season in a situation in my own family where uh, my father-in-law is in hospice care in Oklahoma. And he's 92 years old and so has had a good life. But I think of my mother-in-law, and I know that this is a, a very difficult time for her. And she could look at what's happening here in, in two different ways. Uh, she could be resentful for toward God. She could be bitter. She could be angry because it appears that my father-in-law will soon be in Christ's presence. Or uh, she can give thanks to God for the, I think it's 75 years that they were married together. The wonderful time that they enjoyed with one another. Now that doesn't mean that there's not heartache and sorrow at his passing. I, I know that. But I also know my mother-in-law. And I know that that's uh, the approach that she's going to take just as we can. God calls us to, to give thanks for what we do have rather than lamenting what we don't. Uh, to be reminded of that, we look to the passage in Philippians 4 where uh, we read these words, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's that peace that is sustaining uh, my mother-in-law at this moment. It's that peace that's going to give her strength uh, should my uh, father-in-law end up passing. It's that peace that, that keeps us going uh, even when we face some challenging circumstances. Because while we may be missing some things, we know that we have been so abundantly blessed. Just living in this country in which we live is, is a, a source of great blessings. But for each and every one of us, the blessings flow way over and above that. So how is it that we, uh, we uh, learn to, to live this life of being a steward? Well, we give thanks rather than lamenting what we don't have. Uh, we, we, learn to be, um, we learn not to worry, but to be hopeful in all things in life. The second thing that we can do is, is I think, to, to remember that, that each day is full of unique potential, regardless of what's happened in the past. Uh, this gift, this day that God's given us, God can do some mighty things in that. Do you realize that? Do you really think about that very often? Every day has the potential for something extraordinary. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 118, this is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. And all we have to do is look back at Scripture and see some incredible things that happened over the course of a, of a 24-hour period. I think back to that little boy who killed a nine-foot giant. I think back to those slaves that defeated a, uh, probably the largest, most powerful army of its day in Egypt. I think back to the three who were thrown into a fiery furnace and, and survived. Think of how just a few loaves and fishes fed 5,000 men plus spouses and kids. Think back of how one individual, in fact more than one, came back from the dead. God can do extraordinary things in the course of just one day. And so for each day, we need to be reminded that, that God can do wonderful things in this day if we'll allow Him, if we'll enable Him, if we'll equip Him in that. Uh, Jesus said in, in uh, Matthew 19 these words, uh, With man this may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. So if God's calling us to it, He'll make it possible. Uh, so how do we live as stewards? Well, we give thanks. And second, we continue to make sure that God is that number one priority in our lives. As is, uh, I, I think we're all aware, uh, we live in a day and an age in which there are so many distractions around us. Uh, some of those distractions even are good things, but they're distractions nonetheless. And so we have to be deliberate. We have to, uh, to be mindful about keeping God in front of us in all things. As Jesus himself said in, in Matthew uh, 6, but seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. So what we need to do is we, we need to make sure we don't fall into that trap of, uh, of giving priority to the urgent over the important, which is so easy to do. I know that. You know that. The urgent are those things that are screaming in our face. The urgent are those things that have the, the sirens that go with them or the, or the flashing light. Uh, the urgent are those things that, that seem to demand our attention right at that moment. But the important things, well, they're not always so demanding, but they are important. In fact, as we think about our, our walk with God, these are, are things that can have eternal consequences, eternal outcomes as a result and so it's important that we, we make sure that we keep that sense of, of important over and above 
the urgent. And again, I think of an illustration in scripture uh, about this, one we've talked about uh, before as well. From Luke 10, the story of Mary and Martha as they're having Jesus over for, uh, for a meal. Uh, Lazarus is there as well. Martha has gotten all worked up because she's preparing a meal, which was a wonderful thing for her to do, but she is just stressed out to the max. And so we read in the passage where it says this, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of this work by myself? Tell her to help me. Tell her to give me a hand. This is a, this is a heavy load. To which Jesus responds, Martha, Martha, you're missing the point here. You're so worried and upset about many things. But there's few that are really important. And one of the things that's important right now is spending time with me. And so Mary has chosen what is better, and I'm not going to take that away from her. God reminded them, God reminds us that we constantly have to be on the lookout to make sure that we're giving priority to the important things in life rather than the urgent. And so as we think about this concept of, of stewardship, remember that, that what we have, all that we have, has its origin in God. And we're simply that very thing. We're stewards. We're ones who have been entrusted in the care of that a stewardship uh, isn't the, the wise use of what, of what is ours, but it's the wise use of what has been entrusted to us. Uh, we need to remember that um, oh, the things that are entrusted to us are really everything. Time, talent, treasure, maybe there are other categories that come to your mind. And that if we're faithful in the use of those things, well, God will bless us. If we're not good stewards, well, then that uh, promise is not necessarily in place. And that there's tools that God gives us to help us in that, and to be good stewards. Uh, and so we, we give thanks for what we have rather than, than whining about what we don't have. Uh, we make sure that we, we keep loving God. We make sure that we keep serving God. We make sure that we keep uh, seeking God and keep that as the first priority in our life. And if we'll do that, if we'll, if we'll make these things really a, a part of the, the people that we are, then we'll know that peace that passes understanding. And then we'll find that probably we'll be blessed beyond measure in all of these things that we've talked about, time, talent, and treasure. May God help us to be mindful of these things, this day and every day. Amen.